It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tommy Reedlove. Tommy, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Thank you, my brother. So good to be talking to you from thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. We're going into our evening. You're, you're conquering the next day. Super excited to be here. Let's become superheroes, man. <laughs> well, yeah, where, like, where are you? In the great state of Georgia? I'm in the great state of Georgia. Just uh, if you know anything about Georgia, if you don't, it's in the southeast United States. Pretty much everybody knows where Florida is. We're the state just north of Florida. And um, I'm just outside of the big city of Atlanta. Atlanta's about seven and a half million people. It's a big city in the southeast United States. I'm about an hour outside of that at my lake cottage, brother, on a, on a called Jackson Lake, Georgia. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, I'm actually staring out my window. It's a very gorgeous sunset with the lake. So, man, I'm just super grateful to be here and talking to great people like you, my man. Well, mate, it's an absolute delight. And and uh, I really came into this um, with loads of ideas that are f- flying around my brain. And I was thinking like, you know, maybe we could go into business together and call it like Ditchburn Breedlove or Breedlove Ditchburn. And I was just thinking of all these. Because I thought Ditchburn was a fucking cool name until I came across Tommy fucking Breedlove, yo. I hear you, man. And I was born with that. It's not like Beyonce or Jay-Z where I came up with like a nickname, right? I was born with that. So, brother, for 37 years, I did not breed love. So I've spent the last 10 getting on the right side of karma, man. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, let, let's let's dive straight into this, Tommy. Who the hell is Tommy Breedman? <clears throat> brother, I am a, a seeker of all things truth, whatever that means these days. Truth, growth, and being just a bit better than I was yesterday. And so that's what that's that's who I aspire to be, man. And um you know, I could say I'm a man, I'm a human, I'm a husband, you know, I'm a father of two dogs. I can say all that stuff too. But at my core, man, I just want to be a little bit better each and every day. I want to speak into people's lives. I want to leave a legacy bigger than me and I want to live with significance and purpose, brother. And so that's, that's to me what it all begins and ends with. And so, um, as you can see over my right and left shoulder, the book legendary, the reason we picked that, I hope, when my precious time comes to an end on this earth, I certainly do not think I'm legendary, but I hope in the right ways, you know, there's good legends and bad legends. And the reason we put the word legendary is so it's not in a world of constant Instagram, fabulous and Facebook promotion and self-promotion. If we called ourselves legends, people would lap us out of the room. And I hope when my time, and it's not about being rich and famous, it's about leaving impact significance and making this world and our humans a little bit better than we found them. And I hope someday, somehow, someone calls me legendary in their life. And that would be winning for me. And so that's what it's all about for me, my brother. 
Oh, mate, it's so good. And, and uh, we'll expand upon this a little bit more. And I, and I love the fact that our ability to say brother has come back into the, in our vernacular ever since WWF wrestling. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a positive affirmation that I really enjoyed uh, for people that are oh, my, my brother. I've got two of them. Mm. And people that are that my brother in, in spirit. Or whatever way you want to look at it. That's right. Tommy, you, you've managed to get your shit sorted, but it wasn't always the way, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't, man. It wasn't, brother. Would you want me to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> if you'd be so kind to enlighten our audience. Yeah. <clears throat> totally, brother. So I grew up, man, I'll start and I'll do this quickly. We'll go through 47 years in about three minutes. Um, I grew up on the south side of Atlanta. Good, hardworking part of this country. You know, nobody in my family had ever graduated from university. You know, they were mechanics and worked for companies like Delta Airlines or Coca-Cola um, or the Ford factory. And so it was a good, good, solid, hardworking part of the world. And I wanted to be the first person in my family to actually go to college and, and live a professional life, whatever that meant for me. And uh, unfortunately, inside the home and outside of the home, I grew up in and around a lot of violence and abuse and for young men like me, what that meant is eventually, as I got older, I became what I hated and I became that abuse. I became that violence. And at 18 years old, man, I was looking at potentially going to university, had some scholarships offered to me from various places um, and committed a violent crime at 18 and was looking at seven years in prison wow. and um, thought my life was over. Right. <clears throat> and so luckily by because it was a first offense and, you know, some other divine grace. Um, it was dropped down to what we call here two heavy misdemeanors. I don't know if that's a term familiar, but it's a yeah. lesser crime for lack of a better word, but I was still sentenced to two years. And so I um, spent my 19th birthday incarcerated and uh, something wonderful happened to me there. And uh, happened in the most unusual way is some male mentorship finally appeared in my life some real positive male energy. And it came in the form of a black gentleman, which is unheard of in those type of institutions because it's very niched, very cliquish on racial lines. Yeah. And for him to step across those racial lines, I was 18 years old, um, thought I was a tough kid. When I got there, I realized how non-tough I was. And for that man, a 45-year-old man to step over the racial lines and to mentor me, to love me even when I couldn't love myself and say, look, man, you're not going to become a part of this system and never get out. Um, it was a really special thing. And so with his guidance and um, spent my 19th birthday in there, but I literally picked myself up, dusted myself off, went to work for a nuclear waste container factory during the day, building containers all day, every day for $6 US dollars an hour putting myself through community college at night, ended up at a university graduating. So I went from literally a jail cell to Deloitte and Touche, which is one of the top um, financial consulting and public accounting world in the world in three years, um, just by, you know, dusting myself off, grit, working hard, uh, got all those negative distractions out of my life and just kicking ass. Well, the problem is fast forward 15 years is I thought making a lot of money, success, ambition, drive, you know, I, I was no longer violent on the outside, but I was still violent on the inside. And I was just going to outwork you, outcompete you. Um, you know, one of these things wasn't like the others. I come from a different background than most of the people that worked in the big, you know, financial consulting and mergers and acquisitions world. And so I was just going to outwork them and outcompete them. And I did. And then I look up at 36 years old. I was at a different firm, but I was a junior partner, corner office, 
fancy suit, shiny car, you name it, man, on the outside, I look like this dude has it all. But on the inside, I was still that little boy, just just angry and violent and um, looking to be seen, heard, and loved, right? That's truly what it was. And when the money, the power, and all that other stuff didn't fill me up, I started turning to everything else and basically living the Wolf of Wall Street uh, lifestyle. And it almost cost me everything, second time in my life, right? So I almost lost my marriage, almost lost my firm, almost lost my career, and literally almost lost my life after four days of just complete chaos. And some people call it a spiritual transformation. Other people call it rock bottom. I don't know, whatever the hell you want to call it. I, uh, I decided enough is enough. And I wanted to figure out who the hell I was, where I was going, and who was coming with me. So I made investment in me, my, my heart, my soul, my mind, my physical body, my full-time job, and just learned how to you know, reconnect with myself, re-love myself, respect myself so that I could go out and serve, respect, love others. And man, <clears throat> I kept my job at the financial firm. And, and let me tell you what happened on the outside by all this investment in me. And I'm talking about my character, my integrity, my heart, my soul getting rid of that voice inside my head that kept telling me I was never good enough and that, you know, you're unlovable and unworthy. All of us have some version of that. Mine was strong. We've even named that, that damn thing Ike. So we give it a name, Ike, you know, that, that voice that screams at me. Like Ike but when I started, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's actually good. And I never thought of it like Ike Turner. Yeah. yeah was, he was very similar to my, <laughs> very similar to my voice as violent as that. And uh, brother, I'll tell you what happened to me professionally and personally. Professionally, I went from, junior partner to senior partner to owner of the firm to elected to the board of directors at 39 years old. And most of the people on the board were in their sixties. My, my income doubled my network 10 X. I went from working about 70 or 80 hours a week down to about 40 and was even more and more and more successful just by being a better person, a better version of me and spending so much time working on myself and not in a selfish way so that I could serve better. My relationship with my wife became the best it ever was. My friendship solidified. All those negative, you know, soul-sucking uh, energy vampires started disappearing from my life. And people of abundance, superheroes, if you will, um, started speaking into my life and showing up. And it was just all, I think it was because I changed my energy. I changed my vibration. I changed who I was, how I believed. And I do believe our thoughts and our actions produce, you know, what, what happens outside in the world for us. And so that's a little bit about my story, man. And I never in a million years thought I would write a best-selling book. I never in a million years thought I would be a coach or speaker. I never thought, you know, I was going to speak. In, I thought I was going to be in the financial. I was at the top of the game, man. And when the road signs became so big that this isn't, this is a must do. You know, this is what you were for this season of your life. This is your purpose. And it's not about making as much money as you can in the financial world. It's about making people better emotionally, mentally business, money, I think it's a holistic stew, right? And make them the best as they possibly be while you continue to work on you. Like I walk this walk just like you do, my man. I mean, every day I've got coaches, I'm in masterminds. I do this work every single day. I'm not some sage on the stage who's got it all figured out, brother. But that's why I'm a seeker. I'm a growth and I love this work so much. And it's just an honor to, to I mean, here we are, million days, feels like a million miles apart, Melbourne, Australia to Atlanta, Georgia. I get to talk to great people like you who are out there doing it every day and who are making impact in lives. And that, that's my dream to do the same, man. Mate, I, I fucking love that story. And I, I know absolutely why uh, Kai and Kelly Harris, shout out to you two for making this introduction. The Yeah, love you guys. The similarities are... <laughs> Uh, uncanny and there must be a lot of these stories around the world that, that need to be shared and, and I because I, I 
I don't even really know where to start with this, Tommy. It's like it's like you've you've got a copy of my my life plan, my life force, and it's just sort of reading from the same script kind of thing, um, you know, with the small deviations. Mate, it's not having known you at the at the beginning, at the from the get-go, like it's hard to to make that comparison. But what are some of the the most dramatic physical differences that you've noticed since that transformation living with a sense of a peace of mind and in a state of i want to try to use the 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 words that resonate with me like great gratitude appreciation and thanks as opposed to what i don't have or a sense of not good enough not worthy not lovable when I get this or when I have this or when I've accomplished this or when I have more, whatever the hell that is, when and more seem to never get here. There's just a sense that even now that I'm looking out a window in front of me, it's just a sense of thankfulness, a sense of peace of mind, a sense of fulfillment. Um, what, what I do for a living and the people I get to touch and speak into and watch dramatic changes in their mindset, their relationships, their money, their business. It's just so fulfilling. It's, um, you know, I used to live from a place of worry, fear, resentment, and judgment. And I'm not saying I'm immune to any of that at all. I'm not immune to it. Yeah. But what I've noticed is after seven or eight years, actually, it's been now almost 10 years of doing, working on me and working with coaches and mentors. And, and I don't only, I not only run masterminds, I'm in masterminds, but you just have this sense of there's an energy flow in you. you you've got energy. Um, even when you work your ass off, you seem to have more energy because you believe in it so much. You know there's significance and impact to it. But I think the living on the side of love and appreciation, and brother, I feel like I stand taller. Um, my self-confidence, my self-respect, unconditional love for ourselves. You don't hear too many men talking about that, man. Mm, but there yeah. was a time in my life I couldn't receive love nor give it. And uh, I read Brene Brown one time, and she said her husband loved her when when she couldn't love herself, man, I know what that feels like. Like my wife loved me when I had no zero love or respect for myself and to uh, have love, self-confidence and self-respect and live in appreciation and gratitude because you know, this brother, I mean, this is some crazy ass times we're living. We're recording this during Corona and COVID and craziness here in the United States, you know, whatever they call it, it's supposed to be politics. It's damn a reality TV shit show, but man, <laughs> Not getting caught up into all that and just making it about impact, love, abundance, man. It is a beautiful way of living. And I'm not saying it's, it's all, it's not there hundred percent of the time, but it's there more often than not. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, what's important to me. Well, one of the other fellow uh, Georgians that really have made a massive impact on my life. I haven't had a chance to meet him or speak to him yet, but uh, there's a motivational speaker, Steve Siebold. Who, uh, ah. Have you come across him before? No, but man, he's a fellow Georgian. He's in Beaufort. Oh man, that is super close to where uh, I live. Yeah, that's probably thirty-five minutes away. So I need to I need to figure out who this is and go have coffee sooner yeah. or later. <laughs> he's mentored by uh, Bill Gove, who's the father of uh, public or professional speaking, apparently, right? Yeah, and absolutely. He, he he was a former tennis player, and he never broke into the top five hundred uh, globally, and as he sort of reached the end of his career, he used to be in that Andre Agassi era. Wow. And, and uh, he never made it 
as far as he wanted to. And his coaches always told him that he wasn't mentally tough enough. So when he retired from tennis, he spent the next 25 years interviewing, researching and speaking to the, the, the best people on the planet, right? The elite athletes, business people trying to understand. And he, he wrote uh, this amazing book uh, or series called 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. And a lot of the things you were talking about coming from that place of love and abundance, like the world class come from a place of love and abundance. He said the upper class come from a place of fear and scarcity. And the, the this, you know, amongst the other 399 other books that I've read over the last four years, not all on <laughs> self-development, but a lot of them, uh, you know, all the Zig Ziglar stuff, you know, Les Brown came on the podcast, Tom Ziggler came on the podcast, um, Zig Sun, um, Robin Banks over in South Africa, you know, you, yourself, these people, it's all a very similar message coming from a place of love and abundance and, and you know, the, this, this, the mind power side of things. Um, Robin Banks was mentored by John Kehoe, for example, from Mind Power into the 21st century. And that, that's been the, the single greatest uh, contributor to my, my success, I, I suppose, for lack of a better word becoming aware that it's all sort of up to here in a, in a many ways and and staying away from getting caught up in Twitter and, you know, the craziness of uh, the online world at times. So I really resonate that one. Yeah, Steve Seabold, I highly recommend. Um, uh, you, I have a feeling we're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I, I really love being able to speak to people like you, Tom, and I, because I think, especially from one man to another, there, like you were saying before, there's a, there's a lot of challenges with with men opening up about how they are truly feeling. And the single greatest catalyst for my own transformation was when I finally was able to love who I was. And mm. then, because I didn't have the luxury of being in a relationship prior to that, I was had periods of singledom and lots of dating and stuff, but no relationships. And it was when I finally finally loved myself, which was in sort of mid-2018, I met the woman of my dreams in the streets of Melbourne uh, and we've been together ever since. And and it was only when I could love myself that I was able to be loved by someone else. So I really connect with that. A hundred percent. And it's uh, it's hard to explain when you everything in this world, including money to conversations, to, to words, to music, to us talking, uh, over zoom, it's an energy exchange and, um, our thoughts are energy. Our, you know, I had this shaman, I did this, this is a little bit of a digression. I did this like 11 day vision quest where we were out in the woods with no people and no food. And I had the shaman preparing me for that basically said, you know, watch your thoughts because they become your prayers. And it's oh so true, man. But what I think with this relationship is, you know, when you start loving and respecting yourself and cutting out that, that thing inside our heart and souls, that's just constantly criticizing us. And, you know, if we talked to anybody else, like we talked to ourselves, no one would hang with us, but you were vibrating a different way. Your persona was different. You were walking different. You were standing different. You're able to have, deeper, intimate, more raw and vulnerable conversations. You're not worried about all the bullshit facades and armor that we wear as men. That's why you attracted that person in your life. And it was real. It wasn't bullshit. It wasn't built on false premises. And, and the same thing goes with money and business, life, love, happiness. It's all the same stew, man. 
and um, you 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 sowed the seeds, man, and look, you reap the rewards, right? It's just I love hearing that, man. I hear it every single day. But you did the work, right? There's no magic pill, brother. You got to do the work. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I for some reason people think that you know intention without action and action without intention is bullshit. <laughs> and I read, you know, and I read that from a guy named James Victor. Awesome book, by the way. Feck Perfection. Isn't that a cool name? It's supposed to be Fuck Perfection, but he did Feck Perfection so they could put it on a shelf, you know, so they yeah, wouldn't yeah. him. But he says literally, action without intention and intention without action is bullshit. So you can't just sit here and will yourself into happiness, love, money, success. You got to intend it. You know, you got to set the intention, put the thoughts out there, and then you got to take action. That's what you did, man. I love it. Yeah, it was like, well, it was five years really of like, hard graph graph like as they they say but it was like the best thing i've ever done like it's not even a afterthought i'd do it a hundred times over if i had to um i want to explore the financial side of things the money side of things tommy because for me and this is selfish because this is the the last chapter of my life right i've spent so much time working on the mental the emotional the spiritual the physical and you know, I grew up in a in a not a violent, um, physically violent, but parents that divorced, and there was a lot of dysfunction and a lot of a lot of hate and a lot of resentment that was passed across, just from you know legacy dysfunction stuff. Which I'm proud to to say that I really feel like that cycle of dysfunction has now been severed from a family point. Cut the of chain, which is unreal. You cut the chain. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You cut it. But but uh, one of the things that the whole entire family on both sides is, has been money. So I, I never got access to any strong financial role models. And this is an area of my life that I'm working furiously on now. And then COVID hits, right? So like, have you got any crazy ideas or not even crazy, like about how to manifest some more motherfucking cash? Yo. <laughs> You're doing it, brother. So um, some... You're already doing it with, by doing the internal work, the external will come. The problem is patience. And, you know, we still got to make hay. We still got to pay bills. We got to pay for the overhead over our head. So I feel you. And so I'm going to, um, I'm going to give some tips, I guess, to you, my friend, ditch burn. I love it. Ditch burn and breed love throwing down here. <laughs> and, uh, I, it's, is that cooler than Tommy and Laban, man? I, I don't know. Anyway, um, Tommy Laban sounds first, like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Like Mike um, and Molly. <laughs> nothing like Mike and Molly. Anyway. No, not at all. Um, you, you've got to start developing what I would call the simple educational tools. And so understanding profitability, pricing, debt, cash flow, good investing, good savings, how to leverage debt. So you've got to learn the blocking and tackling. It's just like the mental, emotional tools that you put in your life, maybe spiritual tools, maybe physical tools, you know? It's like you got to build the muscles. You go to the gym, you know, you lift weights, you're going to get stronger. You run, your heart's going to get stronger. Same thing goes is we got to learn the blocking and tackling. And so that's the first thing we have to do. And um, there's some great resources out there. If you're, and I'm going to give you some of them, um, I have to, I have to do this. My book, Legendary, talks about financial confidence, financial freedom, and financial mindset. Available at all book, great bookstores and Amazon. All great bookstores, Audible, Electronic. Yeah, I got to put a plug in. But there's yeah. books that are better than mine because mine takes a holistic approach. It talks about time, purpose, money, mindset, love, relationships. You know, it's a holistic approach to living life. 
there's better books out there. So if you're, and I'm going to give you some more tools too. So if you're just learning the basics of money, Total Money Makeover by Dane Ramsey, I think it needs to be required reading all over the world because it teaches you very simply the basics of money, money management, understanding what's good money, bad money, and how to live, you know, change certain minor habits so that you can start building what I would call wealth. And, you know, wealth building is all compounding interest. So it takes time. So you've got to build that foundation. You said it best. You've got to start hanging out with people with money. And they don't necessarily have money. They need to have ambition for money. And I'm not talking at the expense of their integrity, at the expense of their value system, and at the expense of other people. There's so many of those assholes out there. Don't hang out with them. No. Hang out with people who want to make impact, who are moving in the same direction you are, who are building their wealth, building their practices, building. And they don't have to be millionaires now. But if you hang out with millionaires, I promise you, you will become a millionaire because their networks alone and their and how they operate, how they do business, how they think, it will change. So you've got and just do it, you know, do it slowly. You know, you slowly got to start hanging out. I was very blessed that I worked with some of the best, you know, financial consulting, mergers and acquisition people, public accounting in the world. And I had 23 years in that business. I was a partner in that business. So I'm very lucky to have been surrounded by money and people making money. Um, and it's just a game. There's no difference. It's just like any other game. You got to compete and you can all win. And so the, the, the thing that we have to unwire and you've already done this is that money is only for those people. You've got to watch the victim and entitlement mentality. Like money is only for those, or this person's lucky bullshit, you know, unless they were born into legacy wealth, which is very rare. That's like less than 1% of the population. Most people have to go out and make their own money. And so work on your money skills, work on your money mindset, work on knowing there's enough money out there for everyone. Um, start hanging out with people who have money and start start slowly. The best investment you can ever make, by the way, over any stock, any alternative investment, any option, any angel investment is your, your brain, your brain and yourself and your own business. But that doesn't mean if you work for someone else, you can't start building wealth and saving and, and building a portfolio that's who you can experience life to the fullest. And you've got to watch this too, man. And I learned this from T. Harv Eckert. Anyone that says money is not important, run from them. They're broke. And so I think that's really, really important because money is important. It's energy. And if you want to make impact and be significant in your life, you've got to have more money so that you can make greater impact. And so... There's side hustles you can work on. Maybe right now, you've got to make hay in three different ways, right? When I say make hay, that's the farmer out in the field making hay. He's planting. So if you've got to deliver pizza, drive Uber, and do your day job at the same time, fucking do it. You know, I, I slung containers for nine hours a day at $6 an hour, put myself through community college at night in the field of accounting. Um, I'm not saying you've got to be an accounting expert. But if you're in business or want to make money, basic knowledge of accounting, cash flow, profitability, pricing, all that stuff is a must know. So you got to build the house. You got to spend as much time learning the tools. And I'll give you one more book that I thought did a really, really nice job. It's called Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Yeah. So if you build the foundation with total money, make money makeover, like I truly understand how money works and, and why you don't want to be on this side of interest or that side of interest. You know, you want to be on the right side of things. Once you understand that, taking your knowledge to the next level with simple investing, simple 
simple savings, simple cash flow to start building that number. And you know, money begets money. It's compounding interest, right? So once you get to that, <clears throat> there's so many different ways to start building money. But don't let your pride, ego, comparison, like all of us, even those, I mean, even though, you know, I've had, I've worked hard for it, financial success in my life, um, there was times that I didn't. But what we can't do is compare to someone who's 10 years further along in the journey. Like I can't compare myself to Tony Robbins and Gary Vee. That wouldn't be fair to me. All I can do is show up, work my ass off. Here's another tool that I'll give you and then I'll stop talking. I feel like I've talked my head off on this. <laughs> is um, I'm passionate about the subject of money. And, you know, we can take a deep dive further. I would go as far as you want with this, but there's something, you know, we all have these God-given talents that we bring to whether we work for somebody else, or we work for ourselves. I call it your zone of brilliance. Is if you could spend somewhere between three or four hours a day in your zone of brilliance, is it writing? Is it coaching? Is it teaching? Is it IT? Is it sales? Is it people? Whatever your thing is, is even if you've got to make a significant investment in time equity is outsource the rest so that you're in your zone from happiness to fulfillment to success, the more time you're in that zone and not worrying about all the other minutia, um, it will help you build, be more successful quicker. Not many people do that because they lose the forest for the trees. They don't want to make the investment in someone else, whether it's equity, time, or money. They want to be control freaks and perfectionists about their, and it gets in their way. So there's all these different tools, but again, surrounding yourself with people, learning the basics of money, um, start changing your mindset. There's a lot of ways to do that with meditation, affirmations, gratitudes, seeing what you do have, not what you don't have, watching the comparison that people further along in their journey um, and knowing that if you do the hard work and you've got to take action, remember intention with action, intention with action and invest in yourself. Great coach, you know, great financial coach, great business coach. I mean, I am a coach. I work with people one-on-one -on -one in masterminds. Guess what I have? Two coaches. I'm in two masterminds. So I'm surrounding myself with people who hold me accountable, make me better, think differently. And so I've taken, the, even when I didn't have the money, I was investing in myself, investing in myself, investing in myself. And it's paid dividends through 3,000x. So I feel like I've talked this thing to death, but uh, money is important, man. And go out there and get it, but go out there and learn it. I mean, you've got to learn the game of money. I, I love that, Tommy. I, and it's really comforting to know that most of the things that you're talking about i am doing and and i i just this year patience like, is a mother and it patience is a mother <laughs> well i've, I've no one predicted been, covid by the way <laughs> no yeah, one predicted yeah. that shit <laughs> well I, I here's the thing i had this roadmap all lined out and i had paid speaking engagements lined up from from march this year right and then covid hit and and like thankfully over here i don't know whether it's a whether it's a blessing or not they've like the, the social welfare system is a lot more uh, generous than the US, right? And and it, you basically got enough to cover your basic, you know, you're not going to starve to death, right? But uh, it forced me into creating the podcast, which I hadn't even thought of doing. And, and the podcast, it's like it's sent from above, you know, like whatever spiritual um, belief you have. The, the people that I've been so privileged to, to meet and speak to, people like yourself that are have done the hard work, that are incredibly successful, you know, in, in many cases, um, has taught me more shit than I could have ever learned doing what I was going to be doing, you know. So for that, I'm incredibly grateful. I met a, I met a, a, a gentleman who's become a friend of mine. 
um, who is a very successful businessman who there it is. when I was asking him about yeah. what I should do, he just looked at what I was doing with the podcast and this coaching stuff. He said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And the great Zig Ziglar always says, and I use this quote a lot, so I won't apologize for people that have heard this a lot, but you can get whatever you want in this life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. And and that philosophy, I just keep remembering that. And it's like, you know, you eat a bit of shit when, when times are tough and then you're like, fuck, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. So, uh, And I don't know if you even heard it. There's been a guy that appeared in your life, been very successful, that now you're friends with, that now you can lean on, you can help him, he can help you. He's telling you you're going in the right direction. That's exactly it, man. That's that energy flow. And here's the mother, man, is patience. Patience. I mean, you just keep chopping the wood and the tree will fall, man. Um, I'm going to tell you a really cool story that has just really touched my heart. A guy reached out to me. When I tell you he was in bad shape, man, you know, you could tell he's blaming the world. He hated his ex-wife, hated his job. Guy was making pretty decent money. I think he was making X, but spending X plus five. Um, and so he was just in dire straits. And I said, look, man, I'll, I'll make you a deal. Cause he absolutely could not afford to work with me at the time. And I could tell he was desperate. I said, I'm going to give you the roadmap brother. And this is exactly what I want to do. And I told him exactly this. I said, there's three books I want you to read, but I don't you want to read them. I want you to work them. You're going to apply them into your life and you're going to contact me in six months from now. And I, w- I won't hear from you because only 1% will do this. I said, if you work these books for six months, I mean, work them. Every like it's your full time job. Still go to your job, but when you're alone, this is what I want you working on. It was total money makeover. We talked about that, so he could get his ass out of debt and start, you know, using his money correctly. The second was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's mindset stuff, and that's how we change our thoughts and actions. And the third was my book. And I said, "You've got a legendary." And I was like, "You've got to, you've got to do these three things." He called me. We had a fifty minute conversation. He's out of debt, new job, dating a girl, just bought his passed away father's car, and it's the happiest it's ever been. And he said, anytime I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, which is here, which is where Anheuser Bush Budweiser's from, he goes, anytime you're there, a cigar, a dinner, and a beer is on me, man. And I didn't have to do anything. I said, if you just do those three things and work them and take daily action, because all three of those books cover three very different things, and it's a holistic way, like Zig Ziglar. I mean, that's what he's at. He was following in Jim Rohn's footsteps and all those guys. And so it's just about taking action, applying, being patient, and just six months, that whole, I mean, it was like talking to a different human being. And all I did was spend 30 minutes with him and gave him the roadmap, but here's what he did. He took action in his life. And it's just, I have a feeling he's going to be at one of my retreats next year, and he's gonna he's gonna come with bells. I'm just so super excited for it, man. Um, it's so good. And I know I know people listening to this like th- th- there's a lot of there's a lot of helpful stuff here, and and you know never be afraid to ask for help. And I, you know to give you an idea of how I met this guy who's become a, a friend and a mentor. And I he pulled up um, at uh, a car park at the one of the farmers markets not far from where I live. In like a seven hundred thousand dollar car, and he hopped out of his car, pulled up next to him, and, part, and, and as we got out, he po- hopped out with his girlfriend, and, and and I said to him something along the lines of, um, "What did you have to sacrifice in your life to get yourself into one of those?" And and he said, oh, "I'm very lucky." And then his girlfriend said, "He's worked very hard." And I said, "Oh, I think you create your own luck." 
And we ended up sitting and having coffee for two hours talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. And because of some of the knowledge that I had with regards to a health, I was able to impact his life. And he's now getting wonderful health benefits because of the shit that I've got up here. And it's that, you know, going into any kind of engagement with um, the mindset of what value can I add this rather than what's this guy got that I can take from him has been, it's really set me free and allowed me to forge some of these amazing relationships, just meeting random people in the street, you know, like, and, and next minute we're going to business together, you know what I mean? So it's fucking cool. It's man. crazy, man. I mean, all of the great, and I'm talking about all of them, all of the great spiritual traditions talk exactly about that. Serving, giving, the golden rule, whatever you want to call it, man, from Buddhism to Christianity to you name it, and everything in between. And the knowledge has been around for thousands and thousands of years. You know, whatever you give comes back to you 10x. You know, they call it different things in each one of those, but that's exactly what they're saying. And if you just keep giving and you boundary now, there's a difference between being a martyr and having no boundaries and not being able to say no, because if you're sacrificing your own self for what you're giving, that's a martyr and that doesn't do anybody any good. But if you can be on the giving side, there's so many freaking takers in this world. And let me tell you the biggest taking thing you could ever ask somebody, may I pick your brain? That is a amateur move, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to come, even if it, and we all have one of my great friends, Chris Tuff. He's got to be on your show, by the way. The guy's awesome. I want to make Chris Tuff. Chris Tuff. He's a he's that's a machine. Tuff. Yeah, T-U-F-F. Oh, he, uh, <laughs> but he uh, he says everybody in the world has a currency, no matter where you are in your lot in life or what you don't think. It could be happiness, smile, physical knowledge. How can I help you? A connection. There's a billion ways you can help people, even if you have no money. It's bring something of value. It could be gratitude. It could be some, it could be anything. How can I serve you? You know, how can I help you? How can I make your life easier? And then that's what you did is you brought value. And I believe if we're, you know, 51% giving over 49% taking, we're on the right side of karma. We're on the right side of energy. And if you can get that up to 75, it comes back to you 10 X, hundred X, you know, it's just like money. And so it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and I think it's a powerful lesson for all of us. Yeah, um, I'm glad you think so too. And, and it, you know, a lot of this stuff can come across as being quite woo-woo. And, uh, and, and had, had we had this conversation five years ago, I would probably be a lot more skeptical regarding a lot of the spirituality around all this stuff. But it, it's it's not. It's, it's, it's just I've seen it, experienced it with my own two eyes and my own two hands. You know, like it's undeniable now how powerful, um, you know, this whole mindset bringing abundance into your life and it you know these these amazing um relationships that i've been cultivating with the podcast you know i was able to speak to uh an 80 year old gentleman who um alan fells his name is he was the voted the third most powerful man in australia when he was the chairman of the ACCC, which is the consumer protection organization that keeps all the price and petrol you know prices in check that kind of thing and he, he's got a schizophrenic daughter, which he's been very open about, and he's, he's running the Royal Commission into Mental Health in this country. And because of my former relationships with some other people that are experts in their field, I was able to introduce him to people that are, are 
practicing nutritional psychiatry that are doing a lot of amazing work helping people with bipolar and schizophrenia improve their existence through nutrition through not through drugs and and can you imagine the impact that that might have if he can improve his daughter's existence through and he gave his time for free to come on the podcast off a recommendation of my mate with the seven hundred thousand dollar car i love it isn't that so cool that's it you can't quantify that, can you? You absolutely can't quantify that. You do the daily work. And I can only tell you this, and I'll repeat it. Before I started doubling down on self-love, mastering my mindset, better relationships with others, and serving and giving, all the stuff we've talked about. And this, there's a simple thing that I, it might have came out of Australia. It seems like everybody that talks about it is Australian these days. Um, it's been around for a thousand years. I think you guys made it sexy. It's called the law of attraction. And what you put out there, you get back. What you put out there, you get back. And how your thoughts, your prayers, your actions become what becomes your reality. Pre this work, I thought I was successful. Had all the shiny objects, but I was miserable. Post this work, my network is 100x bigger than it was. My income has probably gone five times higher than I was as a partner in the financial firm. My relationship with my wife is as strong and as best as it's ever been. I have real freaking friendships. I don't have a bunch of fake ass people with that soulless walking around me. You know, they're all givers. They're all abundance. They're all like-minded people. Um, Those are quantifiable things. And the thing I tie it back to is my daily reading everything I can get my hands on and applying it, meditating every day, taking care of my physical fortress, but most just as important is taking care of my mental and emotional fortress, gratitude exercises, forgiveness exercises, working with my coaches, working with my mentors, investing in myself. If I'm missing something in my practice or knowledge, outsourcing that knowledge, getting better, finding people to surround me who lift me up. And I know that sounds like me, 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 me. But you are no good if you don't invest in yourself. You know, we've got to put ourselves first so that we can love and serve others better. And it's it's kind of a reverse way of thinking because we were taught so much other. But in order to serve fully, we have to serve ourselves first. And those are quantifiable measurements um, that I can give you. And um, and it's all by doing this work that we're talking about. I mean, you even said, you know, you've got to you got to manifest some you know, motherfucking money, or I can't forgot how you put it, but you're doing it, whether you know it or not, it get the seeds, the orchard's being planted, brother. It's being planted right now. This guy, this connection, this podcast, I mean, hell, we're talking from thousands and thousands of miles away and you're doing it. It's just about patience. You know, we want it yesterday and, you know, we'd like to have a little more in our lives. The great John D Rockefeller, who was probably the richest person that ever lived in his time frame would be still today. Yeah. They always asked him, how much more do you want? He goes, just a little bit more. Well, eventually in his life, he knew there was not a little bit more and he wanted to give back. And so it's coming, brother. It's not if it happens, it's when. And this is not woo-woo shit. Okay. Here's what I'd say to the woo-woo shit comment. Look at your life. Go find the nearest mirror. Those of you who think this is bullshit or hocus pocus or the or, or neglect the spirituality of the law of attraction. And I don't care what what religion you prescribe to or not. Go find the nearest mirror and ask yourself, look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Have I achieved the level of success I want? Do I have the money I want in the bank account? And at the end of the day, am I going to live life with regrets? And if that, if you can't answer all those questions, and I, I'm telling you, I can't right now 
you know, we're always balancing and rebalancing. I work on this stuff every day. But in that mirror is the problem and the solution. And so if you haven't done, if you haven't mixed it up and tried something new, affirmations, gratitude, get a coach, read a new book, apply a new book, um, go out and get some knowledge you don't have, start changing some of your friendships and surrounding yourself with people who lift you up instead of tearing you down. If that's too woo-woo for you, enjoy your unhappiness. Enjoy not being successful. And enjoy being in the, you know, the rest of the world. There's a reason the 10% are the 10%. And there's a happiness is cultivated, self-confidence is cultivated, money is cultivated. It's all energy, man. And why would you call it woo-woo and bullshit if what you're doing is not working? Why wouldn't you go out and do something better? Because that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That was me, man. And so I'm just, you're hearing it from two people on the call. That's as real as I can get. Man, it's spot on. Like the, the, the science behind becoming the five people that you spend the most time around is now undeniable. And, and one of the, the questions that come up from, um, from people from time to time is like, you know, how do I, how do I, like I've got negative influence in my life and a lot of them are family. And, and I have become at times very ruthless with my relationships and some of those include family that, that do not 100%. serve me well, right? What's some 100%. advice that you can give people that are struggling with a, a family member that's <clears throat> causing them shit, you know? Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean you don't love them. But you cannot have people around you that tear you down. You cannot have judgmental energy, angry energy, shaming industry, energy. You know, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I, you know, I punch you and I feel guilty because that's really not in my value systems because I've done something wrong. I am guilty of that. I need to be held accountable. Shame is I am wrong. And a lot of our family members, our systems, uh, people in our lives tell us that we are wrong and that's not true at all. And so family members doesn't mean you don't love them. Saying no, setting proper boundaries. Um, I've got a very, very close family member who basically says, my life is a fraud. My marriage is a scam. This is all bullshit. None of that stuff from your past ever happened. Basically calling everything about me a fraud while she's miserable, judgmental, can't hold a job and, and didn't work on herself to undo what happened to us as young people. And so um, I had to let that person go. I was like, I don't need, I need a family member who lifts me up, who believes in me, who believes in my message and who's also trying to be better in their lives and um, I just couldn't allow, if we allow the abuse and the shaming and the anger and the judgment around us, we're basically becoming our one. You're not being evil or mean. You're being protective. You must protect and defend this fort. And that's your emotional fort, your physical fort, and your mental fort. And letting those negative people, even their family, doesn't mean you don't love them. Same thing with your friends. Just over time, you know, I told her, if you, you, you send me another text like that, I'm blocking you. And that doesn't mean I don't love you, but I just can't allow, I cannot accept this behavior in my life. And that's healthy boundaries. That's called discernment. Same thing goes with your friends. You don't have to go out there and be righteous, you know, righteously rude, but you got to be very, very, very disciplined about your time, who you spend it with and why you spend it with them. And ask yourself this question, family members or friends, does this person make me happy? If the answer is yes, be around them. Mm -hmm. Or does this person make me better? And those two don't, don't necessarily happen together, right? There's people in my life that make me better. Damn it. I don't really like them, but damn it, they make me better. And so I listen to them, right? Right. And their job is not to make me happy. Their job is to kick me in the head and make me better. And so that's my, that's my lens. 
does this person make me happy? And I don't care where they are in their lot in life. If they make me happy, they've got a spot in my home any day of the week. And if they make me better, they also have a spot. And that's the lens I look through. It doesn't mean you don't love them. And I love everybody. I don't like many people at all, but I do love everybody. And so I think that's important. You've got to set healthy boundaries because, man, we all have the same 24 hours in the day, but, you know, the days are short. The days are long and the years are short. This life is preciously short. And we've got to be around people who love us and bring us up and not tear us down. Ooh, love that stuff, Tommy. Uh, and it's. I think people might say, oh, yeah, you're in an echo chamber. You're talking to other people that think the same as you. Well, it's, it's the people that are flourishing in life that have got these similar ideals. It's not the people that are at the bottom of the scrap heap. And that's the thing I love about it. Like the truth doesn't care about your feelings is one of my favorite fucking quotes for all areas of my life. Uh, and I've been on the receiving end of it, which has been good for me. But um, I'm just, yeah, I'm on the journey. Like I, I, I'm not so arrogant that I that I know that I think that I know it all. I, sh- I you know, the more you learn, the realize the more you realize, the less you you actually know. Um, I will pivot. I will eat. You know, I'll, I'll eat that humble pie and 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 change if I if I realize that what I'm doing is not working or not right. And and I think that's a very very powerful position to be in. You know, as soon as I sort my finances, I really feel Tommy that like that's the final collaboration of what's going. And it's coming. Yeah, it's the, like, and how many people can say, if 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 I just had the money sorted, everything would be sorted. You know, relationships, uh, health, mental health, whatever. Like, and maybe that's an arrogant statement because there'll always be challenges. But that's how I truly feel at the moment. You know, it's interesting though when you got a guy that gets out of a three quarters of a million dollar car, but then you attract an unbelievable coffee session with him. It sounds like with him and his girlfriend. <laughs> And then um, he gives you the affirmation that you're going exactly in the right direction. He makes a connection for you. That connection will make another connection for you. That's called currency. That's called network. And I love, I think the network is the most powerful thing that you can have even greater than your money. And that with the network comes money, but there's patience. And, um, you know, if, if you don't believe all the, again, if what you're doing is not working for anyone listening to this, change it. And don't follow the people that, you're not inspired by, you know what I'm saying? Like find somebody that you look up to and model them. I guarantee you they do every bit of this stuff we're talking about. They work hard. They go at it. They work on their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. They read everything they get. I guarantee you the best in the world. I don't care if it's, you know, NBA's big here. Kobe Bryant, guess what he's got? Coaches. He's got people always working with him, working on betterment, better his physical health, his mental health. He's, He's a big meditator. You know, um, Kobe so, did as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he did yeah, in a helicopter with his. Was that him and his daughter? Yeah, they just passed away. Um, they literally just passed away. But these people surrounded themselves with people that made them better. You know, they with coaches and mentors, and they didn't allow the negative energy. And there, there's a reason people who get to the top are discerning about who they spend time with, because everybody in the world's trying to take from them, as opposed to give to them. And so I've got clients in my stable that are nine digit clients and you wouldn't believe the pressures on them, but they do all of this work. Exactly. Model the people who you look up to. And I'm telling you, man, if, if it's garbage in garbage out or goodness in goodness out. And if you're constantly consuming bullshit media and social media and 24 hour news and reading gossip magazines and watching 60 hours of Netflix, 
well, there's a reason your life sucks because <laughs> it's garbage. It's garbage in, garbage out. But if you used half of that time for self-improvement, self-development, working with coaches, listening to podcasts, reading, um, working on yourself to make yourself better, your life in th- one year will exponentially be better than it is today. Do you have any idea of how many books roughly that you've read over the course of your development? Countless, brother. And what I'm doing now um, is going back through them and making sure I'm applying one thing each time I read a book. Um, there's so much great knowledge. I will read every self-development book I can get my hands on, and I read every business book I can get my hands on and biography. I'm a nonfiction reader. Yeah, me too. Um, but the key is not, you know, you see, it, it's not for me quantity anymore. It's quality. In making sure that you pick up a book like Think and Grow Rich, you pick up my book, Legendary. What is the one thing that I want to apply to this? The most important thing, the one thing in this book that I want to apply in my life to make it better. And that's what I'm going back and doing now. And it's countless. And I've heard a, I heard a, a statement one time. I don't want to butcher this. Those who don't read are no better than those who can't. And today, with electronic and audiobooks, hell, you know, the electronic format, the Kindle, the Nook, Siri, uh, whatever the Amazon girl's name is, they'll read them to Alexa. you, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, they'll read the book to you. You don't even have to read. You'd be lazy as hell and still get the knowledge. Or, you know, there's so many, like, if you like my voice, if you like the Southern United States accent, Hell, I'll read you my book. So, uh, you know, it's in audible format. So there's so much, and there's so much good podcast content out there where you get to hear from the authors, you get to hear from the coaches, you get to hear from the mentor, the business people, that people out there in the, we're in the arena, man. Get in the damn arena, get your face muddy, get it marred up, you know? Don't be in the stands coaching from the stands. Nobody respects that shit. Get in the arena and do the work, man. Get your face muddy, fuck up, fail. But get up and do it again. You know, people say that taking the first step is hard. That's bullshit. Taking the second, third, fourth, fifth step when the world, it's not if this world kicks you in the face, it's when. Mm-hmm. Who the hell you talked about? You had all these great speaking gigs come up, but look what it's allowed you to do. Pivot, podcast, probably work on some digital stuff that you didn't know about. Probably working on yourself. Look at some people you've attracted to your life over coffee. I mean, it's just not, I mean, I can't. So we have to put up for a year from now, we got to have this conversation again. I bet you're going to be like, man, I'm so damn rich. Tommy, I want to send you some money. (laughs) (laughs) I come from nothing, dude. And my parents and my family still don't have anything. And I could sit there and the message is here when people want to hear it. If you want to be judgmental and cynical and angry and think that we're full of it and that life came easy for us, I promise you, I can see it in your eyes, brother. It didn't come easy for you. And I know it didn't come easy for me. Um, We took action. We screwed up a lot. We're not we're, we we're not beating ourselves up. We're just being a little bit better than we were yesterday, and it's just compounding interest, man. And the definition of compounding interest is money. Money makes money, makes money, makes money, and so that's the same thing with knowledge and, and this love that we're talking about. Mate, I absolutely love that. What's what's on the horizon for Tommy Breedlove in the next? What's your five year plan? Oh, so. Um, I've got a book coming, another book coming out in, um, in 2022, um, 2021 is all about getting legendary in as many people's hands. It's, it's, I don't think it's a luxury. I think it's a necessity, necessity. 
It's a book that I put every ounce of heart, soul, goodness, learnings, love, mistakes in. It talks very little about me and very little about what I've seen change my life and countless others. And I tell the stories of other people. It's simple. It's readable. So getting that in as many people, we want to, we want to touch a million people's lives. That's in the five-year plan. Um, so a million people's lives touched. Um, and so that's one of our goals. We're going to host about, uh, I have these legendary life foundation retreats. We're going to host between six and 12 next year. Super excited about that. We're going to be launching six to 10 more masterminds. And if you don't know what a mastermind is, it's where a group of minds come together, um, as one mind to help us get better in business, life, money, success, happiness. Um, highly recommend anyone I'm in two. I pay to be in two. I run a bunch of them. Um, it's just such a powerful tool to have in our toolbox. But for me, it's about continuing to build the legendary life movement. Write this next book. Um, I'm so super excited about it. Uh, it's just too many road signs saying I've got to write it. Um, continue building this movement. And, and honestly, if we can change one life for the better, including ours every single day, what, what better is that? And so that's, that's what's on the horizon for me, brother. Well, I think we need to we need to revisit this in a year, Tommy. I think you're right. 100, percent brother. Put it in the calendar and and because it's fun. Maybe we can do it live. I need to get down there, man. Maybe we can do it live if fill all Americans in it eventually. <laughs> well, we, it's funny you say that at the time of recording this, like they they're talking about no travel to Europe and North America until 2022 from Australia. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but I, mate, I'd love, I've always wanted to get over to, I've been to the States, but I've never been to the Southern States apart from Texas. Uh, I'd love to get over to Georgia, hook up some crawdads <laughs> and, uh, and uh, do a bit of um, catfish fishing or whatever you want to, what do you want to do? Nice people here, man. Good, good. Well, Americans are some of my favorite people. And, I, and this is the other thing that annoys me. Like if you immerse yourself in Twitter and uh, whatever's going on in the world, you'd be come to believe that most Americans are horrendous human beings, but it's actually not the case. Yeah, we're horrendous at shooting each other. And that is <laughs> so far from the damn truth, man. <laughs> and that political theater that you see on TV, 98, it's like all over the world, man. 98 to 99% of all people are amazing people, regardless of their beliefs. We all want to be seen, heard, loved, safe, and valued. We all want to make a difference. We all want to be successful, but ultimately we all, all want to fall in love and be happy. And that's the whole world, man. I don't care what color your skin are, what God you call is yours, what political system you prescribe to, but whatever that bullshit that you guys see on, that is not indicative of the United States. The United States we're good people. We're, we're loving people. We're happy people. We're ambitious people. I ain't gonna lie there. I mean, we, we go out and get it done, you know? Um, and so ignore all that crap that you see from the Washington. The only problem is we we're putting those people there and trust me, we're looking in the mirror. <laughs> well, Tommy, I'm, man, I'm very respectful of your time, but before we wrap this up, is there anything that you'd like to finish on today? Yeah, I want to, I want to say this. It's interesting when we were talking off air, you asked, and I'm serious on this because this was, this, this wisdom came to me in a weird format. I was getting ready to, I used to do some pretty extreme whitewater rafting. And um, like, if you fall out of the boat, shit goes wrong type whitewater rafting. And I'll never forget, I was getting ready to do um, a big river in West Virginia, United States. And it, it's five, five plus rapids. And that's river speak for dangerous as hell. And um, I asked him for some advice. I was like, if you fall out of the boat, um, 
he first said this, he goes, follow the light, which that's not really good. That means you're drowning. <laughs> um, but he goes, you know, he goes in all seriousness, you must participate in your own rescue. And that has stuck with me ever since. Um, participate in your own rescue. And what he meant is turn around, head up, feet out of the water, look for the rope. If you don't see the rope, the boat's not there. You must participate and swim to rescue as best you can. Um, cause there's no magic pill and no one coming to save you. And to me, that was a great, just a great analogy or metaphor for life. And for all of us, there's no magic pill. There's no quick fix. There's no light switch that we can go press and happiness, success, fulfillment is we are the, the, the problems and the answers to our problems is we must participate in our rescue. And regardless of what wound or what story or what mistake you made, if you participate in your own rescue, stop telling yourself that bad story and start rewriting your story and write the ending of your story by participating in your own rescue and then doing all the things we talked about today, man. That's what I would leave people with. His book is legendary. He is legendary. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Breedlove. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training where I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.